It's get geekish. What's going on? That was a Goomba smash. I know. I, I, I kind of figured. That's kind of hard to do the turtle shell. But uh, I'm Derek. I'm Bino. What's up? Yeah. We're here to chat at you. Fill your ears with geeky goodness. Just your ears, though. Thanks for joining us, Ad Always. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to let that roll. Uh, uh, find us on social up. media at Get Geekish, uh, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's all over the place. Uh, but we decided that we we're going to talk about some, some video games this week, but not just about video games in general. There's a certain big name video game that just came out that has uh, had so many glitches that certain people that bought it on consoles are actually getting refunds from the developer for it. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about the 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 video games that were a failure at launch. You know, maybe they were released too soon. Maybe they were released before they were finished. Maybe they just did something wrong. <laughs> uh, and I can think of one that was released way too late. But uh, yeah, so Cyberpunk 2077 uh, by CD Projekt Red just came out on December 10th. It has been hyped up beyond... I don't even know. I mean, like when they announced it, they had Keanu Reeves come out on the stage, you know, he talked, he's like, you're breathtaking. He was announced that he's going to be in the game. Everybody's like, ah, cause CD project red did the Witcher. excuse me, the Witcher series, which is great. It's a fun game. Still. It has some problems, but it's still, it's a fun game. So when this was announced about how immersive this world was going to be, everything that you could do and everything, it got people really excited. Original launch date, April 16th. Well, that came and went. They put out a thing saying, hey, it's not finished yet. Bear with us. It's going to come out in September, which, I mean, you know, as a fan, when you're sitting there excited about something, you're like, okay, don't rush it. Take your time. Mm -hmm. Now, I know, especially in the video game world, there's a lot of diehard fans that get angry when a game gets delayed. I understand it because what, I mean, what happens when like a movie gets rushed, it gets thrown into the theaters that's edited to crap. And you're like, this is awful. Right. Uh, and let's be honest. Maybe it's the, the old age in me speaking. Cause I used to be first in line for a lot of things when I get there, but now I go, Oh, it's sweet. This came out. This like, I, I got Ernest Klein's new book. I made sure to go out and get it the week that it came out. I haven't even picked it up to open a page. I've been sitting on my shelf for three weeks now. <laughs> Same thing with video games. I bought Borderlands, pre-ordered it, it showed up to me. I'm like, sweet, Borderlands came. I installed it, and it was like weeks went by before I actually got a chance to play it. So that all having to be the first in line to play it, somehow I've uh, moved past that, I we've guess. Tra- we've <laughs> transcended. You know, yes, as it transcended. Comes That's a good word for that. Um, but yeah, so... You know, me, I'm like, you know, take your time because, I mean, you and I, video games will always have glitches. Somebody will find something that the developers didn't even think. Think of the Javelin glitch in Modern Warfare 2 and how long that went on for. Um, You know, that's something that they didn't even think of. Now, I mean, if they would have delayed the game, I don't think they still would have found it. But, I mean, it's certain things like that. So, anyway, when CD Projekt Red delayed it people were like okay then september comes around and they delay it again and there was a whole bunch of controversy behind this because then word started getting out that they were making their developers work ungodly hours you know making them work basically seven days a week 
you know, 18 hour days just to get this product so they can get it out um, to the third release date, which was November 19th. I, if, if, I want a good finished product, but I don't want somebody who is in the video game industry who loves their job to end up hating their job and missing out on family stuff because they're under crunch time. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the crunch time, I guess, you know, a week, I guess is okay. Cause I mean, we had crunch times in radio. Oh yeah. I mean, every industry has its own separate crunch times. Right. But I mean, they're saying that this was going on for months that the developers, you know, had to get this done. They had to do this. They had to work so many hours to get this done. And I felt for them. I was like, you know, that I don't, I think they should be able to take their time because also what does crunch time do? It stresses you out and you miss stuff, right? Oh yeah. So you get work to do it. And I think like you mentioned before, the hype train they had about this, it was like too big for its britches. It happens a lot of games and it's, you can't even fault them necessarily because they have to get people on board investors behind these things to make these projects happen. Mm-hmm. And these video games literally take hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of hours of people coding and reworking and testing and redoing all these things. So we get these big wigs or salespeople that are p- making these huge, huge promises. And the people that are actually crunching the numbers to make the game are like, we can't do that. <laughs> Well, it's okay. Just, just do, just kind of get it good enough. It'll be fine. Well, it's it's either the get it good enough, it'll be fine, or then we'll bring in somebody who can do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I get that the video game industry is probably kind of cutthroat like that in certain aspects. Um, but then you know, November comes around and we get another delay for this game. And at this point, I'm sitting here going, uh, maybe you guys should just push it as far out as you possibly can. And if it happens to release earlier then announce it that way, cause work on it. So then they say December 10th, final one. I can't even imagine what these developers are dealing with, to be honest with you. So um, December 10th comes out. I was really excited about the game. I didn't pick it up. I thought about it. I was going to, and then I started seeing the reviews come in. So with most stuff, there's like an embargo where, you know, certain press release people, they get the game and then they can release information about it like hours before or days before, depending on what the thing is. Mostly the game was reviewed on PC, which the, the, the game was developed for PC and the next gen. So Series X and PS5. And, you know, so most of the reviews were on PC when people started getting it with the last gen of the Xbox one and the PS four, that's when they really started seeing issues with it getting so laggy. Like you said, where CD project red finally was like, after getting just railed, they're like, okay, we're going to offer refunds. That in itself though, was its own little thing. Cause that was nicer than to do. Oh, we're going to do refunds for this, but they said they should go to their place of purchase for refunds. Uh-huh. They didn't say they were going to refund it. Yeah. And so now a lot of people that if you like bought it digitally from the PlayStation store, you're never getting your money back for that. Sony is not going to give you money back because their specific clause say that you don't get a refund unless the game is actually faulty and you can't play it. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of glitches. Every game's got some glitches. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing is too, is I think they're trying to save face by saying, you know, we get it. it it's, it's buggy. I mean, they're talking about doing a huge patch January and February. You know, that's a whole month of these people who have to play either a buggy game or just sit and wait. 
Now, also, I you got people on the other end who are like, cool, I got a free game. Well, if you do it digitally, I'm pretty sure that they're going to take it out of your – because they have that power. They can take that digital game out of your library. Yoink. And the physical game you have to take back. So, I don't know. I, I, I feel for CD Projekt Red, but I also feel like they should have maybe waited because I think what they were trying to do was get on get that hype train going, especially for the holidays, and trying to get that last little push towards the end of the year. And I know that's left so many gamers upset with how they handled this. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, you'd think they would learn because, I mean, recently we've had – just the past couple of years, you've had Anthem come out, which I think was EA, and they rushed that out there, and it had so many problems with it, where I remember going to Target just a few months after the game was released, and it was 10 bucks. And yeah, when, when new games go down a price that quick, you're like, oh, somebody yeah. went wrong here. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're, they're slowly trying to patch that game and make it better, and then you have... Um, no man's sky, which launched on the PlayStation Four a couple of years ago to dismal reviews, because again, that was one that was hyped up. It promised so much more than it actually delivered. And luckily they've made it a more enjoyable game because they've made patches as it goes and they made it, you know, where it's available on PC and Xbox now. Um, so they they have issues and at least they're patching. And Destiny is one of the ones that's kind of like that they launched the game and basically when they launched this game it was just a couple of missions and it was, there wasn't a lot to it yeah it was a multiplayer skirmish in like five levels <laughs> yeah and, and it, people were mad because they paid 60 bucks for this game Bungie has done a great job at adding on and keeping it fresh and adding more and more content as they go I don't agree with them charging damn near full price for some of the DLC. Mm-hmm. Cause I think when you add up the destiny one with the expansions, it was like $130. Yeah. I think it might've been more stuff. than if you got everything on it. Um, I mean, yeah, we've, talked, we've talked about that before that video game prices, if you break it down by how much time a lot of people spend on these games, it's not that bad a price, but you see that number and it's completely outlandish. Mm-hmm. Like when there's a big budget Hollywood movie that when movie theaters are open, you can go see for 10 bucks the theater, or you can drop $70 on this video game. Like, well, that seems astronomical, but it's a whole different ball game for it. And I, I feel like this, the way games are coming out now, it's, shifting how people will pay for them so many places are trying to go to the subscription service whether it be the stadia or the xbox game pass or the ps network stuff and things like that people are getting accustomed to subscription fees but then they also just expect you to play all the games for free right and so it's it's actually i think hurting some of the bottom line of these bigger name games that require a lot more feedback like you look at the nintendo switch store and they can throw you know some old nintendo or super nintendo games on there some developer probably recoded a ROM in about 15 minutes and then throw it up. Okay, sweet. People play this game. No big deal. Whereas a brand new game, you've got a team of people that are spending months and months and months putting something together to make it work. It's, it's tough to put those games on the same plane as the, Oh, for 10 bucks a month, play all the video games you want. Well, and that's, this speaks to the time too. If you look at credits on a Nintendo game back in the day, done you look at credits at a game now i mean 
a lot of people don't sit through them. I've sat through them sometimes and you always see just, it's, I mean, it's like a 10 minute scroll. And then towards the end, it's like all the developers and everybody thanking their family for putting up with the long hours that they had to work. There's always that one little section. It's always worded a little bit different, but that's what it means. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm fine paying the 60 bucks for a game if I enjoy it. I mean, you and I have been duped by games before and a mm-hmm. lot of people have, especially that's why like you look at cyberpunk and Anthem and no man's sky people feel like they get duped. They get promised this world and then they play it and it's buggy. You're playing a mission, the mission resets, you have to redo it. And it's just, it gets convoluted. And then on the other aspect, you look back at Duke Nukem forever. That game was supposed to come out so long ago. And then when it actually came out in like 2007 or eight, it had been in development hell, as they call it, for like 15 years. And even that long, that game was still unfinished. I was still a fan of it, even as crappy as it was, because I was a Duke Nukem fan. But mm. that game got railed for how bad it was, how dated it was, how the graphics looked like, you know, garbage and everything like that. And sometimes you wonder, like, Maybe you guys shouldn't just launch this because again, it's that hype. It's that it's that talk, you know. And I honestly think there's there's a problem, especially with the people I know that are into coding and computer developers and stuff like that. Their personalities for it I always want it to be. It's, there's a hint of perfectionism in them. Mm-hmm. And these games they start taking forever. What I see happening at a lot of these games is they get this thing that's almost perfect, and they go back and nitpick to try and fix all the little parts of it. But then somebody else comes in with a new idea. They got to change here, and that new idea then changes all these other things, and they put in something else to fix that new thing's problem. But then that screws up from the back. So the longer it goes, all these patches they put on or new things they discover that want to try to throw into it weren't originally part of the plan and it kind of messes up things that they didn't expect to mess it up. And I think you give them too long and get too many cooks in the kitchen. A lot of these games suffer from this. And you, I, I wish I could think of uh, like some solid examples of it, but just some of the, the, the combinations of how they use different p- parts of graphics or things like that. You get to one game and you get to the next level and all of a sudden it looks like a different game because they switched how the engine renders the background shadows or something. And well, I, I feel like some of that, it's it's really great to make the game as good as it can be, but sometimes I think the companies push those guys a little too hard, guys like girls, uh, to, you know, it's they're, they're under too much of a time constraint to make it bigger, better, faster, and have it done too soon. Well, and the thing, too, is, I mean, you look at most multiplayer games, right? They always add in new game types, new features, new characters, everything like that. And you have to they have to patch stuff. Overwatch is a perfect example of that. They just launched a new holiday event. And because they did that, something happened with one of their characters where they had to disable that character temporarily while they fixed whatever happened. Yeah, for anybody because that they had, likes Overwatch, when D.Va is deactivated for a yeah. day or day and a half, there's going to be some unhappy people. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's the thing, too, is you got to take a step back and realize that these developers are people. And that's one thing where I don't necessarily agree with CD Projekt Red and how they're handling the situation. Um, I think they need a better PR team at this point. But, hey, I'm available. Um, but... I'm just bad mouthing you, but I can make it better. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is I'm not bad mouthing them because 
I see what they were trying to do from, you know, a corporate standpoint. They were trying to, you know, get the get the product out to the consumer that they've promised months ago. And yes, it wasn't necessarily great, especially for people who are still playing on Xbox One and PS4 because the Series X and the PS5 are really hard to get. But the thing is, is I also feel for these developers because now you have millions of people trashing your hard work that you have spent hours, days, months, years on. You have foregone family events, you know, outings with friends and everything like that because you've worked so hard on getting this out there. Now, I wish that they, that they had, were able to have a voice and tell their bosses, hey guys, please give us a few more months on this. But again, it's, it's that whole almighty dollar is. Mm-hmm. But I feel bad for the developers who worked their butts off to do this and now people are just ripping it apart. And basically, I mean, I think, I think people are jumping on it to hate something. I think it's that mob mentality. Yeah, and everyone, it seems like a lot of people are just looking for something to be angry about right now. And Cyberpunk has yeah. definitely gotten right in the crosshairs of a lot of people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to 2020. <laughs> I, I still have hard feelings of one of the biggest times I was ever duped by an unfinished game it was long, long ago on Final Fantasy VII. I still have emotional problems because of that game, I'm fairly certain. Why is that? Well... I was playing it nonstop uh, while I was going through chemo. I was playing this. So I was literally playing it 8, 10, 12 hours a day, just going through stuff and just fell in love with the game. Couldn't stop. One of the first uh, uh, games of that type I'd played in a long time. Spent hours and hours and hours and hours. I think my first went through, I, I t- topped the clock out at 99 hours of playtime. Then found an online walkthrough. They were tough to find back then because it was before oh, yeah. you know it was web. I found one of those as I go back through and make sure to get everything because I couldn't save Eris the first time around went back through that walkthrough spent another 142 hours or something like going through this all these doing every every little possible thing and it wouldn't work well that's because you had the US version exactly want to find out that the US version just said like, <laughs> eh, we're not going to put that version with the good ending where you save Eris because it's too much time so we're just going to leave it like it is and this like I said, back then you didn't know that ahead of time Right. You might find some internet forum that you can find on a chat board six months after the game's out where you can find this information. It wasn't like today where everyone that posts everything where you can see it online. You had to go through all this. And I was so upset because it was. <laughs> well, it, that even on that. had a heart. <laughs> even on that, too, is like any, any nowadays, I mean, there is so many computer smart people. I mean, you and I are computer smart, but we're not programmer smart. But you have people who can take their PC and mod something, right? They can create mods for anything, which is amazing. And I don't know, there are people who are already modding Cyberpunk. And I'm like, guys, it's been out for like five days, but they're already doing stuff to it now. Not, maybe not necessarily great, but... You know, I feel like that's where some of the other glitches are amplified too. If we go to Cyberpunk or the new games, of uh, it's not just gameplay problems. You, we are in a world right now where the second you release something like a video game, 
there's thousands of people that are doing nothing more than trying to find some way to break the game or screw something up or find a glitch or an error or something like that. Like oh, yeah. their whole, like, yeah, I found something wrong with it. Check it out, everybody. You, you got those code diggers that try to go ahead and even see what the next DLC is going to be or what hidden code the developers put in there and didn't release. You know, because there's always stuff where like they put in something, they're like, ah, and they forget to delete the code. They just hide it and people find it. I got distracted. I just imagined CeeLo Green going, oh, she's a code digger. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, I look at companies like Bethesda who had, what, last year, two years ago, they they were going through what cyberpunk was going through with fallout 76 and that thing got railed to where the point where they were just giving it away for free for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, trying to build up their player base. And then you look at other games like Anthem, whose player base was big and then it dropped substantially because people are like, this game is garbage. You know, there's nothing to it. So I don't know. There's, there's two, there's two things. Like I, me personally, I'm on the patience level of I, if I'm excited about something, I can wait. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just, you know, if I have to wait indefinitely, I have to wait indefinitely because I know there's a lot of games that I've been excited about that have been pushed to who knows when they're coming out. Yeah, and I was jazzed about Cyberpunk and who knows, like once they get some patches, maybe it will end up being an amazing game that just had a mm-hmm. rough, rough launch for it. I mean, I I don't have the time or the patience to figure that out now, but that's with a lot of games going there until those those first few DLC packs come out, which is a whole other story we've gone about before of actually having complete games versus DLC games and stuff like that. Ugh. But when they can continue to make the games better, like Destiny does, like Overwatch does, where they can have enough time to consistently make the game fix problems, make it better, put more reason for people to keep come back and playing. It works right. out. But so many of these games that are uh, like story-based, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> You got the start to finish in the story that we can only patch so many things and fix so many things because once you've played it through, there's not a whole lot of replay value in some of the games. Well, and I think that's where the joy for Cyberpunk because it's that open world where you can go different routes, you know, kind of like borderlands where you can choose different things. You can augment different things. You can create different classes. So it's like, kind of like that dungeons and dragons type mm-hmm. open world RPG that they're going to have to continually add to, like you said, like Bungie did with destiny to hopefully save face and get people excited for their future games. Mm-hmm. Cause right Cause now if, I know if they that- could do it right. If the, the next gen consoles take off, it could work out pretty well, but you can bet there's some other game developers that are watching everything that's happening with cyberpunk and taking notes. And like, all right, here's what we're going to do for our next game. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing too, is a lot of people, I mean, Twitter ripped them apart and a lot of people were upset because they're saying cyberpunk or CD project red came out and said, you know, to be honest, this game wasn't really meant for, Xbox One and PS4 is meant for next gen and PC. Then don't make it available for those consoles. Yeah, just oh, you can't buy this unless it's on one of the next gens if it's got that many issues. Right. I mean, but the thing is, is back when it was announced, they marketed it 
towards those systems. In fact, April, uh, the, you know, the next gen consoles weren't even out yet. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and a lot of players don't have thousands of dollars to put on a gaming PC. So they have to, you know, play on the console. You know, I'm one of the women. I also like console myself, but yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I love my P I just actually got a new computer. It's rad for video editing. could be a great gaming PC, but I actually prefer the consoles just because it's the simple plug and play, get a controller and go to town on it. Like, uh, well, the know. thing, the, the thing with PC too is you always have to make sure you have a graphics card that's up to date. You have to make sure that you have this, then that, and you know, the monitors and with with consoles, like just like you said, plug and play of like, hey, <laughs> maybe I'm not competitive enough, but I I got lost in a rabbit hole looking at the uh, people railing back and forth on the response time of mechanical keyboards versus non-mechanical keyboards, and after I started reading this thread, I'm like. You know, I'm kind of glad I live in a world where two thirty seconds of a second is not going to affect how much I enjoy a video game. <laughs> like the fact that you can technically fire .00 rounds per minute more than my character can really not going to matter to me. <laughs> well, that's the whole. I mean, that's a whole. Stuff. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast right there that we could talk about. Is you know how crossplay now is is it giving pc players the advantage because they always have had the advantage of mouse and keyboard you know with crossplay now where they can play against console players do they have a better advantage some people say yes i personally i don't see it but that's a whole for, other certain, for certain games there are but yeah there's a different side of it there's also but, you said you mentioned was it uh, fallout had a game that was uh fallout 76 yep. yeah what was wrong with that one? Because I never actually played that one. Don't that one was, <laughs> I think it was basically kind of the same thing where it was, I mean, all Fallout games have an issue. I mean, th there's people who make Bethesda jokes because they're like, oh, you know, anything Bethesda puts out, it's buggy. Because I guess Skyrim had problems like that. Um, any of the Elder Scroll, other Elder Scrolls games had problems. Fallout's had like Skyrim problems. love it to death, but Skyrim was basically built on problems. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and that's and that's the thing. So when Fallout seventy six came out, it was basically they made it multiplayer, which screwed up a lot of things, and it didn't really have a story to go along with it. And people were mad, and I think Bethesda ended up doing what Cyberpunk is doing now, um, with kind of like the refunds, and then eventually they started giving away for free with certain things, but I don't know. I'm still excited for cyberpunk. I still really want to play it. I might wait till they patch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm saying I, I, I was on the hype train, but I, I just can't bring myself to spend that on it and spend the time on it until it's a complete, complete product, I guess. Mm -hmm. like, I wonder I, how I, Keanu I, Reeves I, is feeling. <laughs> I don't know. I feel if someone would just, just, break it back down a little bit if they're going to have these games need, of just break them into chunks where they could find a way to just release one level or one city if they've got this world that's 35 cities okay let's start with five or ten get those going and then unleash the other ones and keep things fresh and going on and get some kinks out of these here on the first part like I also think or, or, or do more of the demo programs I feel like I used to hear all the times uh, that they had the beta test versions and everybody could jump on and do these beta test games but 
at the time, five and 10 years ago, beta tests were really just like multiplayer tests. They never really changed anything from the game. They were just testing load capacities and how mm-hmm. the, the the different competitive things worked. I remember when the beta for, was it Halo Reach came out or something like that? We played One one of them, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of those came out. And the beta was pretty much the finished game. They just made a few tweaks and things here and there on it. But there's got to be a way they could do some more beta testing before they release. Like you pay to become a product tester and you play the the pre-cyberpunk version where they have people that, you know, play an unfinished version of the game and fix some of these bugs out a little bit more than they do now. Because obviously they they do some of that, but... Yeah, the the problem with that is most... Like you said, it's mostly multiplayer games that do alphas and betas. When it's, you know, huge AAA games like Cyberpunk, they're kind of very secretive about what's going on. So they have in-house alpha and beta testers that can only test certain parts. You know, a lot with a lot of the games that are released now, they rely on user feedback. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't think they were anticipating as many bugs. Maybe they were. I don't know. I, I'm I don't work for them, but if they're hiring, hey, I'm available, marketing, PR, whatever. Um, but the thing is, is like, I just wish that maybe gamers would be more patient and cut them a little bit more slack. And I also wish that, you know, there wasn't that negative connotation with video game companies doing crunch time. Because I mean, it's, CD Projekt Red's not the only one that I've heard of, especially. Um, this past year because uh, Naughty Dog fell under with The Last of Us 2 and how they had to do horrible crunch time and everything like that. Video games can wait. Like Gamers can wait for a video game to come out. I don't think that companies need to be killing their employees, you know, in the figurative sense of to get this product out. Like I get they want to make money on it. They want to make them big bucks. But I mean, when you have something that's highly anticipated like this, I can wait. I just wish other people were more patient. Yeah, and and maybe if the the corporate side of them, they change the mentality a little bit instead of the if you can't get this done by next week, go find somebody else who can. Be like, mm-hmm. you can't get this done by next week. How about we bring in some more people to help? <laughs> right. <laughs> you keep doing what you're doing, and what else can we do that would make your job easier so we can get this done? Like. <laughs> well, then, but then does that create the too many cooks in the kitchen? Wait, but there already is. You've seen those credits on there. There's, That's there's, true. You look at that picture behind you. There's probably a team of three people whose entire job was just to light those buildings behind you. Or just to do that <laughs> one light post right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading about that in a you know, slightly different genre, but when the Disney's Brave came out, the animated movie, there was a team of like six people whose entire job was two years of molding, meddling with her hair to make it flow in the wind. Like, I mean, that's all that's all they did. In Moana, there was an entire team of people that did nothing but work on the ripples in the water scenes. That was that, all they did. <laughs> that's the thing is like any more any any type of media that we consume, there is a mass amount of people involved in it. And we you and I, I mean, everybody has we've all seen an animation movie that's come out and you're like, ugh, or you've seen a big budget movie that has some horrible CGI in it because they either ran out of the budget or they rushed it because they wanted to hurry up and get it out. And you're like, I mean, cause it, you and I, I don't even remember what movie it was, but we watched them. I know what, okay. Perfect example for me, the first X-Men, 
when Wolverine does that stupid claw spin on the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. where it looks like it was done on Microsoft Paint, I'm like, <laughs> that took me out of the movie and kind of ruined the whole movie for me. I was like, come on, you guys couldn't have spent a little extra. I know, I know CGI wasn't great back then, but it was better than that. Well, especially what's right next to two or three other scenes that are done really well, and you just know that that one just didn't get the TLC. Right. <laughs> You're like, mm, come on, guys. <laughs> come on i don't know i guess that the point we're getting at is there needs to be a compromise on both sides i guess people need to be more patient maybe companies need to work with their employees cut them slack i don't know it's hard for me because we're not they just can't under oversell everything so much i think i think that's what it comes down to whether it be the corporate having to try and sell it to the investors whether it be the developers trying to sell it to their employees whether it be the company trying to sell it to users or the users trying to go with the game of just tempering some expectations a little bit of like these games are, are works in progress mm-hmm. market it as such if you're going to well, charge 70 dollars for something that doesn't work right out of the box you're going to make people upset well if that's exactly it release something that doesn't have an ending people are going to be upset if you release something and you literally throw it out there like hey we got this new game. It's going to be really rad. We're going to bear with us the first month or so. We got some some things to work out for it, but it's going to be great. Stick with us. Well, and that's the that's the thing right there. That you you nailed it. Video games anymore, no matter if they're single player story games or if they're multiplayer, are works in progress constantly mm-hmm. because there's always something coming up. I mean, I have games that are story based that I have updates for. And I'm like, why do I have an update for this? Oh yeah, my my Xbox downstairs. I only turn it on once every few weeks, and every time I turn it on, there's like eight things in queue for updates. Like, yep. didn't I buy all these games like years ago? <laughs> yeah, and and they're still working on them. You know, the, so I think you know there's got to be a patience level on both ends. And I I when you were talking about how the corporate, you know, I'm just thinking of when they announced a Cyberpunk, and they're like, yeah, coming out April 16th. How many of the developers are like? What now? <laughs> We've been working on this for two years already, and it ain't even what you said. Twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Was that twenty thirty? Because we could definitely have it done by then. Oh, I, I, no, I twenty seventy seven. Yeah, I thought twenty seventy seven was when we were releasing it. <laughs> I, I feel like until they get AI to really clamp down space that's what some of the developers probably look at when they have some of these big plans like we need a game out next year um i was thinking this is probably going to take like three to five years to get put together you've got till september (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it also could be too the whole other aspect of you know you got the big wigs coming down to the developers even in the movie industry of going how fast can we get this out? Like what, what's a reasonable thing? And then they think, Oh, it's going to be like this. And then when they're doing it, they encounter some sort of bug or some sort of code that they can't work with. That's just glitching out everything. And they're like, Whoa, we got to figure this out. And then that just throws a wrench in the spokes and you know, they got to work it out. I don't, it, like I said, everything's tied to the, the dollar of where the salespeople think that the most money can come in for it. It's not about creating this amazing immersive game. It's about what can we make that is going to sell the most copies of it when we release it at this certain time, which hurts everybody. Right. Well, and the, <laughs> the thing is, is they were, you know, CD Projekt Reddit with Witcher 3. It's an amazing game. Like I said, it's to me, it's still kind of 
has some problems on it and the mechanics are a little wonky, but you know, that game came out on the 360, I want to say, and people loved it and they ported it over to the one. It's great. And so they had, you know, they had that huge fan base and now they've taken all that and just thrown it. So insert toilet sound of flush. Right. But I also think people need to calm the heck down. Yeah. <laughs> I and it's 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 like people's artwork. Like I feel like a little more tangents. Like when I go to a convention someday that'll happen again. I walk I, down Artist Alley. There are artists that in the back of my mind I'm like, why is this person trying to make a living off of this? These drawings are awful. I think that back of my head and I feel like a horrible person for saying it. But I make it a point to not say it to other people, not to say it to them, try and find something positive about their work for it mm-hmm. because it's art. Maybe I think they're terrible drawings, but maybe somebody three, three aisles down thinks it's the most beautiful picture they've ever seen. And maybe it's their first year drawing and they're trying to like get that confidence built up, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not fair to poo-poo on somebody because you don't like one of their drawings. And these video game designers, it is another form of artwork. Well, I don't, like, I don't like the way the characters look in cyberpunk. You know what? Somebody probably spent four years of their life trying to get that guy's nose to look just that way. And all you've got to say is, oh, it's stupid. I don't like it. Like, okay, move on. Like, <laughs> find something you do like. Yeah. Man, I mean, I'll riled up here. Anyway, right. we should probably like, get back to their lives. But uh, speaking of unfinished things, uh, let us know in the comments at Geekish. What kind of uh, things do you look for in video games now? Is there is there a game that stands out to you as being an utter failure when it came out, or something that just wasn't quite finished that you wished had more into it? You you took it out of the box or downloaded it, or even the like? Is there a pristine game out there where you're like it's immaculate? You know? Yes. Please do not patch. <laughs> anything it is perfect the way it is <laughs> like all our podcasts right yeah exactly <laughs> anyway uh it's beto and derek uh, signing off for this week and we will talk at you next week <laughs>